How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the 13th round from Bad Left Hook. I am your host. I am the uh, the managing editor of BadLeftHook.com, Scott Christ. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot coming up this weekend. Just coming off of uh, the 4th of July here in the United States, our Independence Day big holiday here. Uh, I did nothing, so I don't. It wasn't that big of a holiday for me. I put together a top 10 welterweights thing for the site um, just to have some holiday reading out there. Uh, and, and other than that, I really did uh, but fuck all, basically. Um, so here's the big story, obviously. Uh, Jeff Horn, by hook or crook, upset Manny Pacquiao on Saturday night, Sunday, local time. In Brisbane, Australia, becoming the new WBO welterweight champion. Uh, and there, there, there's a um, a lot to talk about here. Look, I scored the fight for Manny Pacquiao. 116 to 111. Um, yeah, I, I, I watched it again. I scored it the same. I, I, I don't. I don't really think there's a good argument for Jeff Horn winning, you know, uh, and you can point to the punch stats as a Pacquiao thing, but but forget the punch stats. You know, uh, I didn't know the punch stats. They weren't showing them during the fight that I recall. I saw them after I included them in the recap. The first time I saw the punch stats was, um, when I was basically almost done writing the recap for the site, uh, late Saturday night. Um, that is, it wasn't an influence in how I was scoring the fight. And it wasn't the second time either, really. Because actually, the second time, I was legitimately looking for more that Horn did and seeing if maybe I overrated what Pacquiao did. And here's the thing I don't think I did. I don't think Jeff Horn did much effectively at all. I mean, he was game. He made it entertaining. He was um, he was physical in the fight. He did have a pretty good game plan. And even still, against a diminished, aged, perhaps underprepared Manny Pacquiao, I still don't think he did nearly enough to win that fight. I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe Manny Pacquiao's punch stats from CompuBox were, maybe, maybe they gave him too much credit, but I don't think they missed anything that Jeff Horn did. And Jeff Horn's punch stats were miserable. But let's forget the punch stats. Look at the fight. I just, other than the fact that Jeff Horn outperformed expectations, Won the first round, no question. Um, had an argument in the second. What what did he really do in this fight? What did he really do effectively? Other than survive that ninth round, especially. And then bounce back nicely in the tenth. I guess maybe a Pacquiao who might have punched himself out a little bit in the ninth. Um and, and look, I, I know the the other thing is, well, boxing is scored round by round. You can't just weigh the clear Pacquiao rounds any more than a close horn round. But a close horn round is, in theory, 
also may be a close Pacquiao round. So here's the thing. First of all, to give Jeff Horn nine rounds out of 12, which is what Judge Waleska Roldan did, is fucking insanity. You know, Teddy Atlas said this, and I've said this a billion times over the years, too. It's either incompetence or corruption. It's pick your poison. What's what's worse? What's better? Either way, it's 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 a, a complete mess. But he didn't. Jeff Horn absolutely did not win nine rounds. I don't think Jeff Horn has any real argument for having won seven rounds. I don't think he has much of an argument for six. I stretch to see five. I gave him four. And I gave Pacquiao a 10-8 in the ninth round. Which, even if you don't do that, I still have Pacquiao winning by four points. Um, Pacquiao is now saying, according to the Manila Bulletin, uh, that he believes there was corruption involved, saying that the referee wasn't competent, that he felt he was set up, that uh, referee Mark Nelson, an American, never warned Horn about the, the, the physical inside stuff he was doing in the fight. And you know what? Look, Manny Pacquiao may or may not have an argument there. I don't really care. Getting physical inside is part of boxing. If a referee lets it happen as a professional, and especially a great professional and a veteran, like Manny Pacquiao has to be you know, prepared to deal with that. Uh, so I look, I, I don't think there's a lot of corruption here. I, I just, I don't see corruption. I don't think there's really a whole lot that the, the boxing world gains from a Jeff Horn win. What a, a rematch with Pacquiao. The last time Manny Pacquiao had a controversial loss, then did a rematch it was with Tim Bradley. Nobody cared because they'd already they already basically thought they'd seen Pacquiao beat him. And I think that's kind of what we're going to see with Jeff Horn here. It'll be big in the local market if they do it in Australia again, which I would assume they would. It's really the place for it. But um, yeah, to me, here's what here's what went wrong in this way, and this is where um. My my feelings on the out. This is I, I can't get that mad. For one thing, this shit happens all the time. Eventually, shit keeps happening, and you sort of lose your ability to be over the top outraged anymore. Yeah, that's just kind of how it is. Um, this will happen. Something will happen again in two months. We're going to go, oh, these are the fucking worst scores I've seen all year. We'll forget this or some other bad scores that have already happened that I've already forgotten about from 2017. And we'll move on. And that'll be the big thing that week. And then some more fights will happen. And we'll kind of forget about it. And then it'll be a few weeks without anything that's a huge fucking mess. And then something else will happen. So the problem I have, and this is where I can fathom somebody scoring it seven rounds to five for Jeff Horn. Manny Pacquiao 
was not good in this fight. He looked every bit like a 38-year-old fighter whose heart is not in it anymore. He was slow. And it wasn't just like his feet or just his hands. His reactions weren't where they used to. And I'm not comparing this to a prime Manny Pacquiao. I'm not saying, okay, what did Manny Pacquiao do in 2007, 2009, 2011? No, fuck that. What did Manny Pacquiao do last November with Jesse Vargas, who's every bit as good a fighter as Jeff Horn? Different style, and styles do make fights, which is another thing I'll get into in a second. But, um, yeah, did this Pacquiao even compare to that Manny Pacquiao? No. Coming out of that fight, I still thought Pacquiao was the best welterweight in the world. Going into this fight, based on that fight and his third fight win over Tim Bradley last year, I still thought Manny Pacquiao was the best welterweight in the world. I now could understand an argument ranking him as low as 7th. Depending on how seriously you want to take the the Jeff Horn victory, you know, I, I had Pacquiao 5th, Horn 6th, Kell Brook 7th. And then someone kind of brought up, well, you know, I think I would put Kell Brook over Manny Pacquiao. I would definitely pick Kell Brook to beat Manny Pacquiao. And, you know, I had thought about that writing up the list. Um, and I'm always, you know, people presenting different arguments makes me think about different things in different ways too. And I thought about it then. I'm like, yeah, you know, you could easily argue Kell Brook's still up to fifth. His, his only welterweight loss is to Errol Spence, who I have number two. And then if you take the result as more official than I do, but I, you know, I have my own feelings on that and you can have yours. Uh, and then you rank Jeff Horn over Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao could be number seven. And I don't even think there's a problem with that. And it's, you know, then you're kind of down in the area with Lamont Peterson and Jesse Vargas. And the the race for a number 10 spot between a bunch of guys who have proven a little bit, not a lot, who are clearly not elite fighters, some of them, um, or trying to bounce back or whatever. But, but Manny Pacquiao, the one that I saw this past weekend, was not an elite fighter. He, it, 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 I think, look, the nine rounds to three card for Horn was complete horseshit and that that that's a problem but the seven rounds to five cards the two that really put Jeff Horn over where the judge wasn't just a fucking idiot or whatever those I can kind of understand because look Jeff Horn outperformed expectations he brought the fight to Manny Pacquiao there's some rounds where a lot really didn't happen where look depending on your angle at ringside maybe Jeff Horn's aggression carried those rounds. Maybe it carried enough of them. And the person that Manny Pacquiao can blame for losing this fight is Manny Pacquiao. He just didn't execute. He he made it competitive looking enough. Even though I think he won, he made it so that a judge could swing some rounds to Jeff Horn. And there were a couple of that Jeff Horn clearly won. I, I, I can't help but look at this fight and just say Manny Pacquiao lost this fight because Manny Pacquiao wasn't good enough to do more. 
He was supposed to blow this guy out of the water. And I'll tell you right now, I don't think Pacquiao prepared for this fight properly. I don't think he was ready. I definitely don't think he was ready for a big, strong, younger welterweight to come right at him. In the first round, when Jeff Horn came out of the corner, he didn't show Manny Pacquiao any respect. He wasn't just happy to be sharing a ring with a legend. This was For Jeff Horn, this was not a thing where he showed up and he was looking forward to, in 30 or 40 years, telling his grandchildren that he once fought the great Manny Pacquiao and, and, and lost, but he fought him. He was there to win. And Jeff Horn had the right approach. And his team should be credited for that, and Jeff Horn should be credited for that. I don't think he did enough to win the fight, but he, he, he won the fight, officially. And I can understand just the way the fight wound up looking. Giving seven rounds to Jeff Horn. I, I, I can't. After two viewings, I really... I, I don't know. I, I just I put most of it on Manny Pacquiao, just not looking like Manny Pacquiao anymore. Now, to me, honestly, Manny Pacquiao should retire. He's 38. If he rematches and beats Jeff Horn, then he's going to have to do a third fight with him. I mean, we... There's nothing more for Manny Pacquiao to prove in boxing. He's clearly in my view, not committed to it the way that he needs to be to be a great fighter. I think that, I think he still has the physical tools to be a top-of-the-line welterweight. But if, you, if you're not 100% dedicated, you're going to let yourself down on some level. And I think, that's, I think there's a lot of that going on here. I think as you know, Freddie Roach theorized that maybe it finally all just kind of caught up. And I think that's kind of it. And you know what? I, I, I honestly believe Pacquiao did not take Jeff Horn seriously. And, you know, that's fine for media or fans to go into a fight going, yeah, I'm certain this guy's not, but a fighter can't do that. Or else some shit like this might happen. Whether you agree with the decision or not, and again, I don't, Manny Pacquiao was not very good in this fight. Thought he did enough to win. But if he had won on three cards exactly the same as mine, 116 to 111, I still would have come out of this fight thinking, okay, that guy that fought on Saturday night can't beat Keith Thurman and can't beat Errol Spence Jr., I would have given Danny Garcia a good shot to beat him. And style matchup-wise, I think Sean Porter would have eaten Manny Pacquiao alive on Saturday. Because a lot of what Horn did was similar to what Sean Porter likes to do. But Sean Porter's better at it. And I think he's just a better fighter overall. I think Sean Porter would have bowled Manny Pacquiao in that fight. I think he would have trucked him. I, I, I mean, I really think Sean Porter would have beaten him up and probably stopped him. I, that's you know, I'm not trying to make like 
a, a controversial statement or like a, a conversation piece of a statement. I'm just, I really look at that fight and I was, you know, halfway into that fight, I was going, God, this is close. And I've got it for uh, Pacquiao by a little bit. Uh, but he just, this is not Manny Pacquiao anymore. Jeff Horn just kind of stayed in the fight. And the two judges who I take seriously, who gave it to Horn 115 to 113, wound up seeing enough for Jeff Horn. I can't do a Stephen A. Smith freakout. I can't do a Teddy Atlas freakout. Yeah, I'm not paid enough. <laughs> Uh, in the in the case of Teddy Atlas, I am not, admittedly, I am not as passionate uh, about uh, the sport's shortcomings as, as Teddy Atlas. Frankly, I'm not as passionate about the sport in any way as Teddy Atlas is. Teddy Atlas is incredibly over-the-top passionate about boxing. It truly is his life. He truly loves it deep down in the very pit of his soul. I admittedly don't have that much passion for it um and with Stephen A. Smith you know I'm not paid enough to fake a two-hour rage fit so to me I just move on you know we'll probably see this fight again I think in a re- I'll tell you right now in a rematch I'm picking Manny Pacquiao. I think he's going to show up in better shape. I think he's going to show up more prepared, and I think he'll win convincingly. I think it'll be closer to the fight that we expected this first time, and then if they fight for a third time, he'll win that one too. He's a better fighter. He really is. Even even old and not at his best and unprepared, I thought he was a better fighter. But he, you know, I over the years kind of thought the same way about the first Bradley fight. Pacquiao just wasn't, even in that fight, you know, he was better in that fight than he was in this one. Um, but he kind of allowed judges to see it the way they did. And I think a lot of it, that was here too. I, th- I think he really kind of, before he starts blaming officials, and corruption and all this other shit. Maybe look at your own performance and your own preparation and start there. You know, what went wrong with you? Because Manny Pacquiao was not himself. Freddie Roach knows that. Bob Arum knows it. Even Jeff Horn kind of knows it. Jeff Horn even said, you know, if we do a rematch, he might come in better prepared. He might be better than he was in this first fight. We'll have to see. I think even Jeff Horn knows that wasn't Manny Pacquiao's a a prime performance for Manny Pacquiao. But it is what it is. On we soldier. Uh, The rest of the card went as expected. Michael Conlon won on TV. David Toussaint beat um, Shane Mosley Jr., which Mosley pretended was a surprise, but it wasn't really. Um... And Jerwan Cajas retained his uh, IBF Super Flyweight title over Teru Kinoshita, who was an undeserving mandatory challenger, to say the least. Um, yeah, whatever. 
I just, I don't know. I, I just, it's one of those things I can't get, I can't get fucking up in arms over it. It's not, it's just boxing. Yeah. You know, I, I said, as soon as the fight ended and I was on, tw- I was covering the fight uh, on Twitter for us while Will was covering the round by run on the site. And, um, I said, as soon as the fight ended and pretty much everyone on my timeline had Pacquiao winning. I said, you know, okay, well, they might be about to rob this guy. I got a, I got a feeling we're, we might be getting something here. It just, it's just stuck in the air. And, you know, I think part of that subconsciously was me already admitting that maybe there was an argument there. Not, not one that I would agree with but you could form the argument. And it was largely because Manny Pacquiao didn't make it convincing enough. However else you want to take the rest of it. Did Manny Pacquiao truly convince you that he was the clearly better fighter? And for me, I scored it for him, but I can see, I, I, I can kind of see what happened on two of the three cards. The, the Lesker Roldan nine to three card was, uh, another story and it was just bad. I mean, that, that was just a bad, that was just a bad scorecard. Um, anyway, uh, this weekend upcoming O'Hara Davis against, uh, Josh Taylor in Scotland. That's a big fight for the Commonwealth junior welterweight title. Uh, some other fights, check out our TV schedule on the site. Uh, the, the world boxing super series cruiserweight tournament has officially filled out all eight combatants are set. Dmitry Kudryashov was the last to join the field. Um, Marco Hook is in Christoph Glovodarczyk uh, is in actually the, uh, the last official is going to be Christoph Glovatsky. It appears, but, um, so you've got Hook, Vladarchek, Lavochki, and Kudryashov. Then you've got the four major title holders. WBC uh, title holder, Maris Briedis. WBO title holder, Alexander Usyk. IBF title holder, Murat Gassiev. And WBA title holder, Yunye Dotikos. That's, uh, that's a fucking good field right there. I keep wondering if someone's going to be forced to... Uh, vacate a title at some point or if the sanctioning bodies are fully all in and we're going to get an undisputed cruiserweight champion coming out of this tournament, which would be great. Um, the super middleweight side, uh, the, the other tournament that they're doing not looking as good. There's just, there just aren't as many higher level fighters at that weight as there are, but I, you know, I'm looking forward to what they've got. They got George Groves, uh, a couple of solid prospects, Jurgen Breimer is, he's officially in, but we'll see. Um, you know, it's, it's an, it, it, I still think that's probably going to be a, a pretty fun event, but this cruiserweight tournament could be phenomenal. could be really, really great. Uh, and again, I got to give kudos where they're earned to Richard Schaefer and Callie Sauerland for putting together 
a, a great cruiserweight tournament. Uh, Conor McGregor has hired Pauli Malignaggi as a sparring partner, which is a, a smart move. Um, Pauli, you know, knows the ins and outs. I mean, Pauli serving as a sparring partner and essentially maybe a, an extra trainer, basically, is a great thing. It's like, it's like having a, a, a... And I don't mean to denigrate Pauli at all when I say this, but like in the NFL when a team has a a veteran backup quarterback who essentially serves as like an extra quarterback's coach. It's kind of what you might get out of Malinaji being with McGregor. Um, so, you know, that's for what it is interesting. Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. will face Arthur Abraham on July 15th. That is coming to pay-per-view in the United States. And every time one of these fights like this comes to pay-per-view in the United States, people are like, oh, why is that on pay-per-view? No one's going to buy it. And it's because that's the, the, what fucking TV station do you think was going to buy it here? First of all, to have an afternoon Saturday fight. And what would they really be offering? You could make more money off of a, a few thousand fucking pay-per-view buys for really diehard boxing fans. And you're going to get out of like CBS Sports Network probably to do a TV deal. Um, so it's, it's on pay-per-view in the United States as an option for diehard boxing fans who want to watch the fight. It's not a bad fight at all. Uh, it's certainly better than like some of those Roy Jones fights that would wind up on pay-per-view. Um, and it's, you know, $25. So, I mean, I'll buy it, obviously. I mean, I can also, it's also just an expense for me, but you know, if you're looking to, Watch boxing that Saturday afternoon. You want a nice, reliable fucking way to watch it, and you've got $25 to spend. Not bad. You know, there's another title fight on the show, Lee Selby and Jonathan Victor Barrows. It's really not a bad card at all. Uh, And that's a big Saturday. We'll have uh, live coverage for that in the afternoon. We'll have live coverage uh, at the same time of the Fox show with uh, Omar Figueroa and Robert Guerrero. I'll be handling that one. Um, Will gets the A show on HBO with... Um, Miguel Burchelt against uh, Takashi Miura and Jezreel Corrales against Robinson Castellanos and Joe Smith Jr. against Sullivan Barrera. Or I might end up not doing live coverage for Figueroa Guerrero and just kind of having that on in the background um, and and watching the HBO show. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Because I, I kind of, it's probably more important that I do uh, Twitter coverage for the HBO show that anyone will be watching than Figueroa Guerrero on Fox, which I don't think really anybody's going to be watching. Um, yeah, I mean, I think people would watch it if it were the only thing on right then, but it's not going to be. So anyway, we'll figure that we'll, we'll figure that out on, uh, the 15th of July. So after that, you know, 22nd is pretty open. Then we've got uh, Garcia Broner on the 29th, some fights in August on ESPN with Lomachenko Mariaga on the 4th and, or excuse me, the 5th and on the 19th Crawford against Indongo. And then August 26th, Mayweather McGregor, which we'll have expanded coverage for because I got to get them dirty, cheap fucking clicks. And I was, I was supposed, here's the thing. Here's another thing about, about like, the Pacquiao horn controversy and shit like that. I'm supposed to love that stuff. Like, oh, my God, the fucking 
web traffic this can create. Oh my god. Just, just, just fucking hammer this story and, and oh my god, does this, what, what about this angle of it? What about this angle? What about, what about fucking that? But I just, I hate that shit because I'm tired of boxing being a uh, an armchair quarterback discussion about fucking officiating instead of us talking about the goddamn fights after they're over. I just want to talk about the goddamn fights and like fight news. I don't, I don't want 50% of my time taken up trying to dissect the latest fucking travesty of a scorecard. It's, you know, again, I'm supposed to be like, yeah, from a job standpoint, I'm supposed to be like excited for that shit, but I just can't get pumped about it because I just, I would, I would rather feel like I'm uh, talking about a sport and not some goddamn reality show with, with big fake drama. But anyway, that's the show for this week. Um, we will be back next Wednesday to mostly talk about what's coming up the following Saturday. Again, not a whole lot this weekend, but the Davis Taylor fight is a good one. Um, if you're looking to tune in and check that one out, it's on channel five in the United Kingdom. Um, so until then, thank you for listening. This has been the 13th round from bad left hook. I am Scott Christie, managing editor of badlefthook.com. We'll see you next week. So long.